Big Stories of the Day Hashtag SAFM Sunrise Good morning. Well, there's been a series of extraordinary developments around Eskim and this investigation into corruption at Eskim that led to underdirector claiming that the ANC was involved in corruption at Eskim and that led to other claims that two cabinet ministers at the time were involved in corruption there. Last week, News24 reporting that the investigation had been led by a company run by the former National Police Commissioner George Fivers. Their investigative journalist Jacques Poe said the lead investigator was a man called Tony Oosthuizen, who used to work for the apartheid government. Poe says he was involved in killing anti-apartheid activists. Now it's emerged that the organisation, which paid 18 million rand for this investigation into Eskom, was Business Leadership South Africa, and that this was because Director asked the BLSA CEO, Busi Mavuso, to help investigate corruption at Eskom. Mavuso was also a board member of Eskom at the time. One of the people involved in this and who supports the probe into Eskom by BLSA is the CEO of Business Unity South Africa, Kaz Kovadia. Business SA is affiliated to Business Leadership South Africa. Kaz, good morning and thank you for your time this morning. Good morning, Stephen. Thanks for having me. This is an extraordinary story. Never in my life have I heard of a business organization paying 18 million rand for an investigation by a private company into a state-owned entity. Why did you do it? Well, never in my life have I come across what was happening at Eskom at that time and what is happening at Eskom now. That's why we did it. Uh, these are extraordinary times. At the time the rate approached us, it was common knowledge that there was sabotage at Eskom, that Eskom had a history of being hollowed out. Uh, uh, those remnants of the previous Eskom leadership still there. Uh, we've, on a, a number of occasions, responded positively to government or government agencies coming to us uh, asking for assistance. We've done that recently uh, through the resource mobilization, uh, is, uh, raising 100 million rand to help implement the president's electricity plan, energy plan. And so when we were approached by the CEO of ESCOM to say that he is picking up these sorts of issues. He needs help. Uh, we we responded positively, and we usually do this on an arm's length basis. Uh, we have a discussion, and BLSA had a discussion. They responded positively to this, and the service provider was appointed by ESCOM, not by BLSA. Uh, the issues about uh, West Haven, we were not aware of who was in Fiverr's team. It's, it's extremely worrying that Fiverr's did utilize somebody like West Haven. But the bottom line is that BLSA did this because there were serious problems at ESCOM at that time. It was BLSA's view that uh, if the CEO of ESCOM approaches the organization and he is of the view that if some sort of an investigation is done that will begin to uncover this and not begin to, to have in place absolute proof and absolute evidence and so on, it just doesn't work that way. The idea was to uncover as much as could be uncovered and then make that available to the authorities to investigate if they felt needed to be investigated. And that's what... Business did. 
So BLSA gave 18 million rand for an investigation and didn't really know who was conducting the investigation. No. And that's what an arm's length relationship meant. Uh, you know, if I have to take as an example what we're doing with, uh, with the presidency at the moment, uh, presidency needs expertise to implement the president's plan. The presidency determines what expertise they need. Uh, what we are doing is we have raised the money to secure that expertise. We don't determine who, what the expertise is. So, so you know, and, and Stephen, I mean, I think the public needs to understand what the circumstances were at that time and what the circumstances are now, actually. We're not, we're not living in normal times. We're not living in, in a time where one could say, well, there's a sabotage at ESCOM, there's all these shenanigans at ESCOM, ESCOM can sort it out. One, they don't have the funds. Two, they don't have the capacity to do that as, uh, from a law and order point of view. And when the CEO of an organization that's critical to this country approaches business to say, I need help, we helped. Now, are there lessons to be learned? I'm sure there are lessons to be learned, absolutely. But would we respond positively to uh, government or an SOE or so coming to us to say they need help? We would respond positively. Okay. So the probe seems to have found, or certainly as it's been reported to us by Dorator, that the ANC was involved in corruption, that ministers were involved in corruption. Do you believe the findings have value? Do you believe they're credible? Well, the report BLSA has does not contain all the stuff that's out in the public space. I don't know where people like Sharpwen got that. I don't know whether there was another report. Um, but the report we had uh, talked to what's happening, what sort of uh, uh, instances of corruption are happening, in which sort of departments are happening, identifies some people who, and then sort of connects the dots to see how those people are working. And that's the sort of stuff we got, or BLSA got. And, and if we look at what the president announced in Isona of arrests at power stations and so on, they resonate with what was in that report. So, so we we are quite clear that that report was made available to law and order uh, agencies, and there's been some positive response to that. Okay, so did the report then the investigators go too far by making claims that the ANC was involved in corruption? I mean, this is a critical issue. Yeah, so so I I can't answer that. I didn't see those reports. We I certainly and and did not speak to Fivers about this. Uh, what what Andre de Reda said in public and, and, and what the source of his information was, I think you need to speak to Andre about. Okay. What we can tell you is that we, we have a report. We think that report is, has sufficient information to actually warrant some sort of investigation, see if it can be used to actually crack down on corruption there. And that's our focus. One of the key things in all of this is how these decisions have been made and to an extent the relations and the relationships between the people who made the decisions. Where I'm going with this is, you've got Andre de Reiter as the CEO of Eskom. You've got Busi Mavuso, who's the CEO of Business Leadership South Africa, and was obviously the prime mover, because we understand that de Reiter approached her for help. Okay, you've explained why. But she was also a board member at Eskom. 
wasn't she involved in a conflict of interest? And isn't that undeniable? Yeah, so so Boosie, when she was approached, she immediately referred that to BLSA's leadership. Okay, and, and she was not party to any decision on this. Uh, sh- should she have managed a conflict of interest better? Probably she should have. Uh, but she was not party to the decision. She, the BLSA leadership took that decision at the level of the board executive, I believe. And 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 so, as I said, there are lessons to be learned here. Uh, the, I think, and, and you need to speak to Busi about this. Bu- I think Busi's view, from what I've spoken to her about, is that she'd been approached by numerous government people for assistance and refers that to to her, her board leadership and they then make a call. Uh, I I agree that there is a gray area here, but that's that's one of the lessons we need to learn. There was no malafides here. Uh, nobody at BLSA or anybody else benefited from this. From this. Uh, we I think BLSA in the normal course of what they do. I mean they've uh, through through business uh, against crime, which is you know, under BLSA, they've assisted the NPA. They was they were assisted in other areas, some local authorities, and so on. And we will continue to do those, provide those sorts of assistance. And we will, in responding to such requests in future, we will apply lessons learned from what happened in the particular incident. The way this has all turned out. You say you didn't know about Tony Uwestasen, his history or his involvement. Do you still believe it was the right decision for business leadership of South Africa to try and find out what was happening at Eskimo and to pay uh, basically private sector money to do that? Do you still believe it was the right thing? Yeah, under the circumstances, I think it was the right thing because, we, you know, it was absolutely necessary to find out what was happening at Eskimo. Uh, uh, it was, and, and, and it's not like... You know, it wasn't public knowledge that there are uh, issues like corruption and sabotage at Ascom. Uh, and I, we still believe that it was in the national interest to do some work and find out what's happening for the and and do that so that law and order agencies can actually have some information to act upon it. Uh, at no point did at no time did business say, "Well, we're going to get that information." And then we're going to try and put into place private prosecution or anything of that sort. That was never the intention, and it is never our intention in in supporting government. That's what we do. We support government. We don't take over government's role. We support government. And and so and that's why I say, Stephen. I mean, these aren't normal circumstances. Uh, are mistakes made in that process? Absolutely. But I I will continue to emphasize there were no malafides here. We, we were approached, we responded positively, and, and, and the reason we decided to have a press conference is to actually just put this on the table. Kaz Kavadia, thank you. CEO of Business Unity, South Africa.